Warning. This podcast does not contain actual virgins. Discretion is advised. The Movie Virgins. And I'm Lindsay Schaefer. And welcome to our 50th episode. That's right, 50 episodes. We've got like five listeners. That's 10 episodes per listener. But we're going to keep doing it because we don't have anything else going on. We don't have anything better to do because it's the pandemic. That's not why, but sure. (laughs) We didn't have anything to do before the pandemic. That's right. This was it. So because it's our 50th episode, we're going to do something a little bit different than normally we do, and we're calling it Eskimo Sisters, and now I'm going to hand it over to our sexpert, Lindsay, so that she can explain to you why we have elected to do things and call them Eskimo Sisters. Right. So, Eskimo Sisters, derived from Eskimo Brothers. Right. Which, of course, we get from the glorious show, The League. Yeah. Uh, wherein anyone who has seen has discovered th- what Eskimo Brothers are, which is essentially, um, oh, you fucked her, so did I. What? Eskimo Brothers! So we both, Leah and I, have fucked the shit <laughs> out of Bridesmaids. We have. Like, railed those bitches hard yeah, over the last... real hard. Nine years has it been now? Many. It'll be ten, ten. years in 2021. Yeah. It is now 2021. It so was, it was, was released 2011. May 3rd of 2011 there you go summer blockbuster so uh uh, this is our official yes eskimo sisters episode i hope we have some more because there are certainly movies that we have that we have both again just like fucked into submission and yep and what fun to discuss Mm -hmm. the Uh, movies that we came all over their tits yeah i don't do that that's disrespectful you think so? Yeah. A pearl necklace is disrespectful? I find that disrespectful. Okay. Do you want to tell everybody, Lindsay, what rainbow kisses are? <laughs> I don't see how that pertains to anything. I just want to hear you say it because it, it brings me joy. It brings you joy? Yes. Okay. Um, a rainbow kiss is a very intimate gesture. <laughs> it sounds so sweet when you say it like that. Well, you know what? It really is, though, because so many people view menstruation as dirty. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's not dirty. No, it's clean. It's, it's the it's, body doing its job. And it's natural. Um, but it is also colorful. And if you were to go down on someone whilst they are bleeding from their vaginal cavity, uh, you may notice some oh, color there. AKA the uterus. Go on. <laughs> no, just, vaginal cavity. I, 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 cavity? <laughs> I don't know how cavernous your vagina is, but... I think we've already discussed how your aged cavernous <laughs> hole is just, like, dropping dust my, bunnies my everywhere. My like... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so if you were to go down on someone... If you were to go down on someone whilst she is menstruating, and you give her little kisses, and you give her little kisses, and you get, the, you get, a, little bit, you get a little bit of that, that pretty color... And then maybe you want to come back up and you want to lay a real kiss on her. You just want to like mm, get in deep to those top lips. Mm-hmm. 
that my friend is a rainbow kiss uh what a sweet sweet thing that one could do very kind gesture to really kind of to show that i love women Mm -hmm. and all that they are their bodies including their shed uterine lighting yeah lining i think that's quite a gesture something you might do with your vampire boyfriend absolutely (laughs) i do think there is a to be fair I have not experienced, nor do I desire to experience a rainbow kiss because I prefer my uterine lining to remain in the toilet where it belongs. <laughs> but I still think it is a, a lovely gesture. It's a sweet gesture. It really is. And I could go into great detail. Like there was a, was an Anne Rice, one of the Lestat books where he meets up with this girl and she's on her period and he like licks her clean. Oh, hey. It's really hot. Do you like douche her out too? I think so, yeah. Actually, that'd be kind of nice. Yeah. Wouldn't you like that? Instead of having to go like the full four days, just right? Like, you just have somebody just go ahead and take care of it right then and there. Like it's a win-win. Get win. Out a straw and make it work. If he wants it too, like I think it's a really good idea. That's yeah. like a really great reason to have a vampire boyfriend. All right, I'm in. Sold. Okay, bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. From, released on May third, two thousand eleven. Lindsay, tell me about your first time. And I honestly don't think we're going to be able to determine who fucked her first. I know I saw it in the theater. I'm pretty sure I saw it in the theater, too. So it, it's anybody's game at this point. We I, didn't know each other. Did we see it together? I thought we did see it together. And I, But the last time did. we talked about it, last time we talked about it, you were like, no, I know I didn't. So but it if was, we did, I can't this is imagine. more of a threesome than anything. Did we forget our, like, first fucking orgy? <laughs> I think we maybe did. Because I feel like I was really thinking hard about it, and I think I must have seen it in the I theater. I know I saw it in the theater, and I don't know who else I would have seen it with to be honest. I remember my friend Laura going with her, she said she went with her like some sisters and her mom and some of her mom's sisters to like her aunts and she was just so embarrassed and it was so hard for her to watch. I watched it with my parents as well after it came out on DVD. I remember making them watch it because I thought they would like it and they did. They did, of course. Yes. They, the, their most favorite scene, of course, is trying on the bridesmaids' dresses and the, yeah, just shitting and puking everywhere. I, I would say that's probably the, the scene that most people know. If they've even seen the movie, they've probably seen it. Yeah, that's certainly the most iconic. Yeah. And for, for, with good reason. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a really great moment. But I know that I saw it in the theater. I think I saw it more than once in the theater. It certainly seems like I the type only seen that I once. would have. Yeah. Um, so the first I, time I you do... saw it, you were like, boom, love it. Laugh. Yes. Because I know the first time I saw it, I laughed my ass off. Yes. I Yeah, I loved it straight away, for sure. Um, as soon as it came out on DVD, because of course this is pre-buying things streaming, bought the DVD, uh, which I have somewhere in the house. <laughs> Um, and honestly, it's been on television so much over the last 10 years. Watching it again last night is the first time that I've watched it all the way through. I was thinking, I was trying to think about how long it's been since I've seen it all the way through. I think the last time that I actually sat down and watched it all the way through was when we watched it in Thailand. Oh my God, right. That was the, it was the day we were leaving. We were all kind of sequestered in the... The living area, and we were trying to, we were waiting to was leave. It the day and... we were leaving. All I really remember, too, is it was in English, but of course they had Thai subtitles. Mm-hmm. But we switched the subtitles over to English, but the English subtitles were based on the Thai subtitles. <laughs> so it was messed so up. It, I don't remember that much. Yeah, it was not, like, the things they said were not quite right. I, I don't remember what they were even, but uh, I definitely remember it being slightly different. But yeah, I think that might have been the last time that I actually sat there and watched it. Because, you know, it's on television. It's a movie that, granted, I don't have TV anymore, cable or anything. Right. But when it would come on, you turn it on and just watch it 
from that point all the way mm-hmm. on. Um, or flip back and forth because, fuck, I had seen it so many times. I know exactly where I am in the movie. I know what scene's coming up next, you know. Right. So you watch what you want to watch and kind exactly. of Exactly. Right. I definitely saw it this year because it was, we were talking about this. It, it's not streaming on HBO Max anymore. It was before the end of the year because I, for sure, it was on HBO for a while. I watched it yeah. a couple of times this summer. I had it. I threw it in my queue. I was really pissed yesterday yeah. when I found that it wasn't there anymore. Yeah. I mean, I just went... I just bought it, the unrated version, because who gives a fuck? But I, just much like you, like, have been seeing, had seen it on TV and watched it on and off and on. But for sure this year, the summer and this fall, probably, I watched it all the way through. Like, because okay. it, it, I was looking for comfort, and it was streaming, and I was like, this is perfect. Yeah. Because it was, de- it's definitely been on Netflix, and I've probably watched it on Netflix. But it's one of those that, you know, I think before it was on TV so much, I just kind of took it for granted, and then... Uh, seeing it on HBO this year, I was like, yeah, this is... This I is- would agree with that. That's why I threw it into my queue. I just yeah. didn't get a chance to watch it. Yeah. It's probably top 10 for me, maybe even top 5 of my favorite movies. Yeah, it's, I would agree. To me, it's the perfect movie. Uh, I Like, there's nothing about it that I would change. And I think that the strongest, the two strongest things about it are um the cast Mm. the cast is so strong that every single woman and all the guys Mm -hmm. are phenomenal and also the um the the story i feel like there's a really great story it's a it's kind of like a buddy movie there's some romance thrown in there but it's really about friendship to me it is and i feel like you know speaking of what you would change i i don't know that i would take the romance with annie out but I don't think it's needed because the heart of the story is her relationship with Lillian. Yeah. Um, so you mean the romance with Officer Rhodes? Yeah, exactly. It's still fun and mm-hmm. I'd probably still keep it in, but it does seem kind of superfluous. And especially, I do feel like there there's something about, yes, the movie is about friendship, but it's also, it, it's a coming of age story. And that's what I love yep. about it is it's a, a coming com- of age mm-hmm. story for women in their 30s. Yep, yep. Or perhaps early 40s, but um I think that's one of the things that really kind of made me, and I'm guessing you two kind of glom onto it. Because we were at the right, the perfect age. Exactly. And I know, like, you were married at the time, but you guys didn't have kids, so you're probably still in that kind of, how much of an adult am I phase? And I, not married now, wasn't Mm -hmm. married there, so I identified a lot with a lot of the stuff that, that Annie was going through, like... For example, when she goes to the engagement party and uh, What's-Her-Face is introducing herself and, and her husband and then talking about their sweetheart honeymoon. She's like, oh my God, is this is this your husband? Oh, wait, <laughs> she's but- like that strange guy who's like, can we go for a walk later? And she's like, no. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm busy. Um, <laughs> yeah, th- for that, that line that Ellie Kemper has after that where she goes, let me start over. This is my husband. You don't have a husband. <laughs> that just plays over and over again in my head because you do meet people like that who are like amazed amazed oh you're in your 30s tell me all about your husband and kids oh you you don't have a husband (laughs) that's what it feels like they're saying um (laughs) and I, i do feel a little bit like 
the romance that she has with Officer Rhodes kind of downplays that a bit. Like, wouldn't it be nice if we could just focus and on the fact can, that... She, she's going to be alone, but she's going to be okay. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, she doesn't need a guy to make it okay. Right. And I, he's fun, and therefore, you know, for a movie, I think it's fine to have it in there, and everybody wants there to be that kind of happy ending and stuff in a movie. I get that. But as a woman who was going through the same thing that she's going through... Because yeah. I've been in my friend's weddings, and I've been you know, in that exact position. I think one of my favorite scenes, not for the humor, but just for the 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 sort of um, connection. Like one of the scenes, scenes of a film that I have most connected with ever is the scene where she finds out that Lillian's engaged. Yes. And yes. they're sitting on the couch and she just all of a sudden, she's laughing, she's happy, but she's also feeling sick. She's like, oh, and, I'm sweating. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then when he calls and Lillian's talking to him and she's like, she's so happy and she says no I'm not and you know she's joking but she's also not entirely joking and it's like I'm just gonna say something dickish that's actually really true but it sounds like it's joking and then Lillian leaves the room and she has that little moment where she's laughing and she's laughing because she's so happy but she's also really not happy and then the laughter just stops and I've been there yes yeah. <laughs> so when, you, when you're I think that it's a coming of age story yes but that moment of like my life is how it is mm -hmm. and like I have my friends but this is how our life is and then that moment where your friend gets engaged and you're like everything's gonna change yep and I am happy for her mm -hmm. I am so happy for her but I am also sad for myself like, and sad for our the shift in our relationship mm -hmm. yeah yep yeah and Lillian even says that at the end of the movie when um Shit, fuck. I can't think of Kristen Wiig's character's name right now. Annie. Annie. And when Annie goes to find her in the apartment where yeah. she's been. Um, and she's talking about how she's scared to get married and what's going to happen. And then she looks at Annie and she's like, what's going to happen to you? Mm. And that's what Annie has been thinking the entire time. Also, she's kind of in a downward, downward spiral. So sure, there's all yeah. of that too. So this just kind of adds to that. And I think the other thing that really plays into it, and this is something that I think a lot of people can identify with <laughs> as well, is not even just the fact that Lillian's getting married. Because I think when, as a woman, your friend gets married you know, and probably as a man too, you know, you, you know that yes, they have found that partner, mm -hmm. but friendship is a different kind of relationship right. and it's going to change, things are going to change and they're going to be different and that kind of sucks, but we're still going to be okay. But in this particular transitive moment, Lillian has also found another best friend. Right. Helen. And that fucking stings. And I also, and this yep. is one of the other ways that I identify with Annie is, not only have I experienced that, but I've experienced the same thing she experienced, which is freaking out about something that isn't really there. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like feeling so threatened by this person that you make them into something worse than they really which, are. I mean, Helen is a, a, a threat in a way. Like she is. It, it, I completely, this I really identified with, I think, the most because I remember going to college and one of my best friends from high school was on this, she was in a different dorm than me and she was on this floor and she made friends with these other girls, like her roommate. And I was like, I didn't get those, I did not understand those girls. Yeah. They, and, and all that stuff about Helen, like the way she dressed, how she seemed kind of fake. Does she, is she even real? Um, I felt that way about those women. Oh, sure. And, um. But I think the feeling threatened is one of the things that you play up in your own head. And I do that. Yeah. Like I you would feel threatened. You try to a competition in your head. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and, and yeah, potentially 
shut someone out and lose it, which is one of the reasons why I also love in the end when um, Megan comes to her and she's like, how can you say that you don't have any friends? You have a friend sitting right here next to you. And to kind of bring that back around that. You're making it about yourself and you're not really paying attention to what's going on. Well, not even just that, but like your family's grown. That that's how you need to think about it. Mm-hmm. Isn't it's not that your best friend's being taken away from you. It's that you now have more friends that you yeah. didn't even know about before. But it's being scared of change, right? Oh yeah, change is scary, and oh, yeah. and and she has a lot of it all at once. I will say, I did say earlier, I wouldn't change anything. The one thing that has always kind of been weird to me about this movie, and it's that moment with her and Melissa McCarthy's character. It's not because I think what happens between is between them isn't genuine. Those are two wonderful actresses, actors, and they do a great job. In that moment, um, I love Melissa McCarthy on top of her, like hitting her and bite yelling her at her. And she's like, I'm live and I'm going to bite <laughs> you in the ass. Um, and then she took like nine dogs, but she, more of a six. Six overcommitted. Yeah, overcommitted. But I love that she's walking around going, heal, heal. That's not, it's not, they don't know the word. Like, <laughs> no, I know. She's putting them out on the, like, go outside, heal, 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 heal. heal. Um, but she say, she's talking about her own story you know growing up and you know going it wasn't easy going down the halls like this in high school and Mm -hmm. that they threw firecrackers at her head and so she she worked really hard she didn't feel sorry for herself she worked really hard read every book in the library and now she knows all the codes to all the nukes and knows where they're buried which a lot of malls you'd be surprised don't repeat that (laughs) i think that it's great i like that she does all of that and then she says something I don't know whether it's supposed to be a joke or what, but she's like, I bought an 18-wheeler the other day just because I could. And to me, that was a step too far. Like, I don't... You're basically saying, like, I've, I've got money too. And I... Just because I don't look like it doesn't mean I don't have it. And I'm just like, that... I don't like that. It makes me feel yucky. It would have been enough for her to just tell the story about high school and then say how she kind of pulled herself up by her bootstraps and saying that she, were, you know, has got high security clearance. That tells me, like, she's got power at her job and... I just thought that was kind of strange, but I do enjoy that moment and I appreciate that. And it does, she needed somebody to pull her out of it. Yeah. Like, no, her mom wasn't going to do it. I'm not saying her mom was enabling her, but her mom, you know, she was, she was like asking from the beginning if she would move back in with her. She obviously wanted them to live together. I loved, I love it when she's like, you don't need your own place. <laughs> like just so, it's just so nonchalant. My mom came over the other day for some flour she she informed me that my father had eaten all of the chocolate chip cookies and what a dick. and it was just a few days prior to christmas and she knew i would be disappointed if there were new cho- no chocolate chip cookies mm-hmm. so she was making more so Good she mom. it was so funny she texted me to see if i had any flour so this is how the text chain goes it was like side sidebar mm-hmm. <laughs> my mom texts and says do you have any do you have a cup of flour and i'm like yeah i have, I have flour <laughs> I believe I simply answered with yes. <laughs> and then she texts back like five minutes later, can I borrow some? And I was like, yes. And then like five minutes later, she was like, can I come and get it now? <laughs> and I'm like, yes. <laughs> Maybe a half hour later, she texts again. I'm on my way. <laughs> my mom, by the way, lives five minutes away. And she shows up at the door. And uh, my neighbor is selling his place right now and i apparently hadn't told him that so my mom she's like you know your neighbor's moving and i was like yeah i know and she was like you know how much it's selling for maybe your dad and i'll just move in we can like uh knock down the courtyard walls and we could just (laughs) we just have a a nice big place together i'm like 
<laughs> sure, you look into that. She mentioned it to me a few, uh, well, maybe a couple years ago, and she was like, "If you wanted, you could just move in here, and we could just transfer everything over to you. It wouldn't be That's like you're right. living with your parents. It'd be like your parents are living with you." I'm like, "Why is it me? Why am I? First of all, have you given up on me?" <laughs> That was what it felt like. If I had a husband, I have a hud. You don't have a husband. That's <laughs> that the problem. Is, that is what you. She says, "Why don't you just move in with us?" You hear, you don't have a husband. Exactly. Because <laughs> if I have a husband, you're not, you're not saying like that question. You and Joe should move in here. <laughs> no, no, no. You would recognize I have my own life. But anyway, it is. It's sweet, and it's sweet coming from her mom too. That it's not. She's not overtly saying you don't have a husband, but she kind of. Well, yeah. Is. I mean, but, it, but it's it, also a person. It's like um. It, she just wants her kid around, right? You know? And she knows that she's having a hard. She knows right, she's having yeah. a hard time. She's, she, her business has failed. Mm-hmm. She's living with these ridiculous roommates. She obviously doesn't. They don't. She the only like way she could get a job was for her mom's mom to get her AA. a job at this weird jewelry store because she's the guy's. How she is his sponsor, I don't know because she doesn't even have an alcohol problem. But because I, I imagine she is open to being anyone's sponsor. Probably <laughs> she yeah. just shows up and. She's yeah. only not an alcoholic because she's never had a drink. Yeah. So in fairness, I mean, she is an alcoholic mm-hmm. who just has never had a drink. But the thing, I think that's talking about the mother, that Jill Clayburgh is not in this movie that much. And I mean, this is the last thing she did she before she died, too. Gives, so I don't know if she's was maybe slated to be in more scenes, too. Maybe. And maybe I don't know. But she... That is such a great they she is perfectly drawn. I oh, know yeah. everything about her. Yeah. She's painting Winona and she's gonna make her a tuna salad sandwich at like at eight AM. I love it. I would take it. <laughs> I, I would, would take it too. Take that it. sounds delicious. It's good protein in the morning. Um, you know, even even John Hamm's character, who isn't yeah, he's a little flat because he's kind of this douche tard, but uh he's he's wonderful. He's great. And I know exactly who that guy is. And that's, so the thing with Rhodes, I hear you about like not needing to have like a nice neat little bow tied up at the end. Honestly, if test audiences probably would have rioted had they not I had think, that in there. And I, I, I almost think that that's part of what hurts about it isn't so much that it's there because it is still cute and fun. I think the part that bothers me the most is that I imagine they felt as though Mm -hmm. they had to have that. And that bothers me in a grand scheme because that is the whole fucking world looking at me saying, you don't have a husband. You don't have a husband. (laughs) Well, they have the great callback, right, to we can just share a look. Like, I I cry every Uh. time I see that. When, like, Lillian gets in the car, they make have this really meaningful look. I'm going to cry thinking about it right now. And then she has her moment with Helen in the end where, you know, you realize that they've connected. Because Helen, right, is painted as this, like, villain. And she is a little bit clueless with, like, her stepkids and whatever. Mm -hmm. And that fucking ridiculous dress. But it's because she just... It's because she... She's trying really hard. She's trying so hard. And I do love that they bring her full circle and mm-hmm. make her into a real yes. person. And so yes. that when they're in the car talking and she says, I just don't have, I don't have any girlfriends. I right. don't have any friends at right. all. And that very last moment, yes, that is one of my favorite moments where she Beautiful. says, you know, well, maybe someday we, we can the, all go to the three of us together. can go together. And, and she's she, like, I would love that so much. Exactly. It just, it's just so beautiful to see. So that it, that to me is the core of the movie. It's about mm-hmm. friendship. And yeah, then they bring in the rest thing. Now I will say when we're talking about where Annie is in her life, Seeing her with these different men, mm-hmm. you see her with Rhodes, you see her with John Hamm's character, you see her with George Glass. <laughs> you don't, you don't really see her with George Glass. We talk about George Glass. Sure. He's cute and he's funny. You and... see her with that, uh, the one guy who Megan's going to climb like a tree. Right. You see her with, on the date. 
She goes on. <gasps> so that little boy is that not the little boy from New Girl that Winston is babysitting? Yes. 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 That kid that, is amazing. I know. And I did. I also got the um, extended edition or unrated okay, edition. Unrated so one. there's more of him in it. Oh Every single thing. The only thing I remembered going into it was him going, do you want to see me dance? <laughs> and the fact that he ate the birth control pill. I think that was probably the moment in Saturday. the theater that I like laughed the hardest <laughs> just in that moment when she looks at him and she goes, Something's going to happen to you. I don't know what. Something's going to happen to your body. <laughs> like, he, he, do, are you afraid of dying? Yes. I love that. <laughs> my mom's going to kill you. Exactly. It's perfect. Your hair looks burned. <laughs> Everything. My, my grandma, grandma died, died there. Right where your underwear are. <laughs> ew. Ew. It's what so a little good. prick. And then she goes upstairs and the dad's like, she's not even pretty. <laughs> it's. But I really do think it's like somebody's trying to set her up. Yes. Because that was, that was Ellie Kemper's character that yes. was like, please let me set you up. And I love that because, um, again, single woman here in our <laughs> yep. 30s. Yes. People I want to set you up. Exactly. Especially the ones like the Ellie Kemper character who. They're so happy. She's so happy. But she's not. So happy. And then, yeah. And then you get the scene <laughs> in the plane where. He only wants to have sex with the lights off after under we the have covers, showered. after we've showered separately. separately. And, and sometimes, sometimes he's too tired, but I'm I'm not. And tired. I say I'm too I'm tired, tired, but I'm not. <laughs> That's why you need those slutty college years to figure out what you like. <laughs> Can I have a glass of alcohol? Two double seven and sevens. Is that you'll like it? It's sweet. It's right. I fucking love Wendy McClendon. Is it Wendy McClendon Covey? Mm-hmm. Fucking a! It, I wanted like I was trying to decide who I would be in this group. That's, I want to be her yeah. because I just love everything she says. Should we start? Let's ask that question. Who are you? That's is is that? I can see. So yeah, you don't have the sons. You're not breaking blankets no, in half. But, but you are definitely of, even without the kids. I could definitely see you going. Ladies, we need to go to Vegas. I need to get my freak on. Like, I none a of new this shit. Shop, I want to cut the tags off. Yes, yes. but I I think I'm probably. I don't know. Probably, maybe a little bit Lillian, I guess. She's kind of normal, like, I would not say super exciting. If I were to pick one for you, knowing you, I would say Lillian. Yeah. Yeah. And you're probably Kristen Wiggs. You're probably Annie. I think I 100%. Right. But I'm a little bit more crude. So I'm kind of like a little bit of that Wendy McLennan cover. Like, sure. I don't care what dress we get. I just need to get off this white carpet. Like, yeah. I can be a little bit gross. Sure. Definitely. Um. <laughs> I, but I 100% would have eaten that Jordan, Jordan No, you t- totally would have been like, I'm not going to get sick. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm totally fine. Yeah. Just like sweat dripping down your exactly. face. I just needed a snack. Right. <laughs> I feel so much better. I'm so much better now. Oh, yeah. It's, it totally is the friendships. It really is. And I, I don't know if we want to talk. I guess we can talk about this now. Um, I know a lot of people... I think The Hangover had come out a couple years before this. Yes. And I think a lot of people have compared this movie to The Hangover because it's a very similar thing. It's about a group of women mm-hmm. getting ready for a wedding. Versus the group of men. And right. I love The Hangover. Okay. So I am just okay with The Hangover and I finally watched it all the way through for the first time this year. Oh, well. well 2020. You had never seen it all the way through? All the way through, no. Oh. Um, and I, of course I've seen, like I've heard the, the clips and the quotes and whatever. I think... And I've actually heard a lot of people say they think The Hangover is better than this movie. And I strongly, strongly disagree. I disagree as well. And that is coming from someone who does love The Hangover. Right. So I think that's important to point out, too, is this is not, I would never hate on that movie. I'd hate on the sequels because the sequels were crap. Right. I would never hate on that movie. But I do think that Bridesmaids is stronger just in terms of 
character um, development, like and message- the multitude of characters, right? The 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 different types and how mm-hmm. everything that they say and do is so genuine and perfect for that yeah. particular character. And I think that you do have really good characters in The Hangover, but there are certain lines and certain things that happen that could be interchangeable mm-hmm. amongst some of them. Yeah. Um, so I guess I feel like. That's it. The This movie, the people are real. They're not caricatures. And I feel like in The Hangover, it's just pure raunch. It's like, let's just, how raunchy and crazy and absurd can we get? Yeah. And there is some, like, the, the scene in the in the bridal shop, I don't know if that's ever happened. It's really funny, though. And it's not, like, totally out of the realm of possibility. But stealing the tiger from Mike Tyson's mansion in Vegas. Pretty outside the realm. Kind, like, yeah. that's not real. Like, right. that's just not never going to happen. Like, I know Vegas, maybe it could. But, but not really. Um, Yeah. And I was, I was thinking about that some more, too. Just the way that the men, the men in that movie, I can't say about the groom because we don't really get to know him that well. Oh, because he's disappeared. Don't. Yeah, I mean, he's just not, he's never around. But the guys in the movie, they aren't good people, maybe, is what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. I think that they're very, they're, they're, it's silly, and they're, and they seem like assholes. And I don't think. And this, it, I think they give you the impression that they are good people in their everyday life, but they're able to just completely shut that off and go, and go totally to midbrain when they're in Vegas. Yeah. And I think that's part of what makes the movie really fun and funny. Mm-hmm. But I do think that Bridesmaids paints a more realistic picture of that, which is these women aren't, they're not shifting personalities. Right. They're still themselves throughout. Like, um, Wendy McClellan, McClellan, McClendon Covey. Wendy's character. <laughs> what the fuck is her name? It's her cousin. It's her cousin. And I should know all of their names by I now. Know, I know, right? I just don't. And I'm ashamed to say that. It's I so am, terrible. I have shame. I have Rita. much shame. Rita. 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 Rita, Rita, um, she says she says all along that she needs to get away from her husband and kids, but she's not like blowing it out and killing no. a hooker or I don't no. know, just going crazy, crazy. I, but I also think what she's talking about is real. Yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah. I just want to watch an episode of something without him entering me. The Daily Show, I believe. The it Daily was. Show, right? But I think that that is a very realistic portrayal of American yeah. oh, marriage. No. I have sex all the it's time, constant, but we never kiss. But we never kiss. Yeah, it's, I, 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 like, you get, sure, some of it's a little silly and outrageous, but I think those are very realistic portrayals of American marriage. Like, you have the girl who's, like, newly married and you want her to be happy. It's very, like, we went on our sweetheart's honeymoon to Walt Disney I think it's, um, fuck, what's the movie? Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Mm Mm-hmm. And Jack McBrayer portrays a man who has just gotten married and is on his honeymoon in Hawaii, and he's trying to figure out how to please his wife in bed. And I felt like that was similar to maybe what Ellie Kemper's character was experiencing, that they're newlyweds, but the only way he'll have sex is a certain way, and he won't just, like, let go. I wonder if there's something more up with him, but sure. (laughs) Yeah, so that's, I guess that's when I, you know, the, the... It's definitely obviously taken a bit far mm-hmm. because it's a comedy movie but right. it but still feel feels like within the, the realm feels of possibility right. feels the whole wedding of it all like mm-hmm. how there are all these events you've got an engagement party and you've got a bachelorette party mm-hmm. and you've got dress shopping we've done it you do all the things you got to do all the things and if you're a bridesmaid like that is a big commitment it is a money commitment and oh my god that commitment. scene so i mean the bridal shop scene obviously it's it's really there for the food poisoning that's the fun part but (laughs) when she first walks in and sees that dress and looks at it and goes it's eight hundred dollars and then 
uh, Helen is like, oh my god, it's on sale. <laughs> I've I've had that moment yeah. of sheer terror yep. of like, how much is it going to cost me? Oh, I'm so excited to be in your wedding. Holy fuck what do you want me to do how yep. much do you want me to spend yep. what is happening and i'm not saying it doesn't go like that for men but really let's let's be real uh, not like, the same the wedding is about the bride that is who it's yeah. about whether it should be or not is a right. separate story that's what it's about it ends it's up being there every girl's chance to dress up and be a princess for a day and even i got it i had the simplest dress in the world and one of the little girls who was like somebody's cousin was like mom brought her up to like the table we were at and she was like she just wanted to meet like the girl that's like the princess or whatever i oh, think wow. that little children are seeing this shit and they're like it's in it's like sucking them into like the whole thing and that's why weddings are it's fucking just so much money and it's so and it's you can't get away from it there are fucking bridal stores all over the place and mm-hmm. it's like they're just like huge conventions and you know what and it's fun to like go and try on the it's the dress the shopping dresses. is always fun 100 oh yes I, I agree someone who likes clothes i can get behind dress shopping sure and with well, your friends and, too and it's the kind of clothes you're never really gonna wear but for that one right day. that's right. like so you i'm dress not up for fun i'm not a girly girl i own a few dresses at most but yeah it's really fun on those very mm-hmm. rare occasions where you get to really dress up oh, to yeah. actually have fun with it oh, and really yeah. dress up yeah that was so i don't think we went dress shopping for melissa's wedding and i yeah we did we did oh uh yeah we did we went dress shopping for her but we didn't go dress shopping i must have missed if we were looking at bridesmaids dresses because we, we i remember i don't know if we myself i don't know if we all went together i know i have a picture of like me and Kristen in dresses and that i must think have been that day and that i think I you stay. were there so wow, at least so the three maybe. of us because i think you're the one who took the picture okay oh no no i think we did the three of us go shopping because yeah. i i must have been with you when no i remember yes i was with you and it I was a little bit different with us with mm-hmm. both melissa and Kristen. just we'll just call out all our friends yeah but for both of their weddings the bridesmaids dresses they basically just gave us a color and mm-hmm. like a basic length yeah. you know an idea and said go find so, so we weren't going really to although we did for Kristen's in chicago but that was one of the best things we did because oh that was God. such a fun weekend and all amazing. we did was go dress shopping and then we ended up going out that night and it was just a blast. Like that was, I mean, her bachelorette party was fun, but I had more fun that first weekend in Chicago. 100%. It was just so much fun. 100%. Like, the best time ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I, I can't disagree with it. It helps you create these moments with your friends that yeah. you wouldn't have had otherwise. And in both of those bridal parties, there were people who we knew. Of course, we like I feel like we knew everybody in in both of those bridal parties, but not super well. So mm-hmm. it is nice to just, like, you do make new friends, even if we don't talk to, I don't know, Brittany, just as an mm-hmm. example. We don't talk to her particularly often. But we, we made friends. But we I still really think she's time. great. Right. And yeah, and, and when we do get together, when Kristen has a party and everybody mm-hmm. comes over yeah. or something. We love her. Not, right, exactly. She's fun. So, I watched her try to open a bottle with her fucking shoe. It worked. Yeah. I mean, try. And it then worked. she had her mouth on the cork, like trying to pull it out with her teeth. I'm sure her shoes were fine. Yeah, we were walking <laughs> in the rain all day, but I'm sure they weren't nasty. It was fine. It was fine. But yeah, that and like um, the other thing that they kind of nail, like in this movie, that it's a little bit of a cliche, but women having brunch together, it's a thing that they do. Mm-hmm. We have brunch every. I'm going to call it brunch because we have breakfast at noon every day, and then we record this podcast. <laughs> exactly. It is one of to the, the point where everyone who works there is like they know what we're getting. I believe they actually refer to us as regulars today. Yes, yeah. It was pretty exciting. Okay, that's right. The guy who, I didn't even recognize the guy, but he still said, do you guys even need the menu? <laughs> <laughs> Which, it may, it does warm my heart. Um, but we, I was there like, we ate there like three times this week. Yeah. So. And so did we go to the park and work out together stealing a workout routine? No, no we did not. But both of us did actually work out yeah. prior to this on Saturday well, morning. We basically have the same routine. <laughs> remember when we used to get up really early on Friday mornings and Katie would come over here and we would go swim 
at the pool at the oh, in the summer park. when we were training and for the triathlon if yeah. it was raining then we would just go get brunch at like first watch and that oh, those were always the best days when it was like oh it's raining guess we can't go swimming let's go get brunch instead oh those were always the best times i just thought that was when when you think you're gonna work out but then you don't and then you get food yeah, we would do that going to the gym too. I remember there were at least a few oh, occasions well, like where when Paul would show up, we would be sitting in our car waiting, and we know he's going to be late. We know he's going to be late. But to how open late is the he? Gym. It's like waiting for your professor. So to show we up to class. we would like be sitting in our separate cars, and we would either talk to each other or text each other or something, and like pick a time. Like okay, if he doesn't show up in five minutes, we're out. We're gonna go get brunch. We're gonna go get brunch, and. Man, we were there to work out and we were ready to work out for hours too. It wasn't yep. even just like a single workout. We were going to be there we for were a couple hang, of hours. But fuck it. If he doesn't show up. But if he doesn't show, it's it's like a fucking miracle. It's the best feeling. Surprise brunch. Oh my gosh. A brunch you didn't think you were going to have. Oh, so amazing. So yeah. So all that they, I guess, going back to the, the hangover, I, I, it's a fine movie. It's a good movie, but it doesn't... And probably part of the reason why it doesn't resonate with me is because I'm not male. But for people to say that this movie isn't funny or that it is People isn't, have said that? Yeah. Or that oh. it's not as funny as or that they didn't like it. So, and then in the same breath say like The Hangover is a good movie. I feel really sick to my stomach about that because it feels a little bit like they don't like this movie because it's women being gross. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if that's the case. I'm making a judgment. Sure. I'm sure there are people who don't like this movie for other reasons, but... Or they're just not into the particular humor and they just don't find it funny and that's fine. Right. But if you think that... You, if you I watch The Hangover and you're okay with guys being raunchy, but you aren't okay with women being raunchy, you can straight up go fuck yourself. Well, yeah, obviously. But I, I also feel like there's so much more heart mm. in Bridesmaids. And... I think there probably kind of has to be to an extent because we're talking about female relationships. Mm. Um, and I don't think that you can get away with with tailoring a movie f- towards women without having some relationship aspect. Um, whereas men can probably laugh about stuff without needing to see the relationships in the same way. I don't, I think I don't those, know. I think Maybe this is me being sexist now. Some men watch but... The Hangover and think like, those guys are really good I friends. Think they do, I think they do portray the friendship there. I'm not saying the that Wolfpack. there's no relationship. Exactly. And some of it is kind of sweet, but it's also not nearly the same as within Bridesmaids. And part of that, in fairness, is also the kinds of relationships that there are. Yeah. So, you know, we've talked about like Annie and Lillian. They've been best friends since they were kids. Mm-hmm. And now Helen is coming in and she's desperate for friendship. Mm-hmm. So she's really fighting for it. And you don't get those same she, characters in The Hangover. She's like the Zach Galifianakis. A little bit. A little bit. Except yeah. she doesn't drug everybody. Except, <laughs> yes, other than, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. So I guess all of those reasons are reasons, all of the things we've been talking about are the reasons why I love the movie so much. And I was thinking really long and hard about why this one, why, it isn't just because it's funny. Because I, uh, no, yes. I would say it is hilarious. It has some of the absolute best lines, uh, most quotable lines mm-hmm. of, of, any movie or many you know many movies i think there are a lot of movies that have good quotable lines and this is one that has just a shit ton everything of them. everything is funny everything is quippy everything is witty there and, are just brilliant women in it too yeah. like that's really yes. what it comes down to is yep. all of the i it's so it's so funny to watch a movie now you know 10 years later um with melissa mccarthy and knowing who Melissa McCarthy is Mm -hmm. and I vaguely vaguely remember when I first saw this movie having the same reaction that oh you know the rest of the world did of like 
who is that? Holy fuck, who is this woman? She's amazing. And I think it's sometimes, how do I phrase this? I, there are very few times where I remember jumping on the bandwagon along with everyone else, like Mm -hmm. in that moment, being in the moment with everyone else. You know, so there are actors or actresses who, all of a sudden they blow up, but I don't care. Or all of a sudden they blow up, but maybe I've actually known him for years because I loved this guy from some TV show he did years ago. Um, Or maybe they blow up, but like I said, I don't care. But then a few years later, they do something that does resonate with me. And it's very rare that I saw the thing that everyone saw in that moment. And I feel like Melissa McCarthy in Bridesmaids is the one that hits the most where I can be like, I was there yes, when. Yes, I was there when everybody felt it. It was a communal thing where we all just, everyone in the world went, who the fuck is this person? We hadn't person? seen her before and she just exploded. Exactly, exactly. And it's like, so strange. Like into a sink, exploded. Oh yeah, she wrecked that sink. <laughs> yeah. But it's hilarious to watch it now and be like, because you can't recreate that. I can't unsee, well I mean I can't unsee that scene, right. sure. But that moment but of really, I, like seeing her and being like, oh my because right. now she's Melissa McCarthy. Now yeah, she's yeah. like, everybody knows her. She's hosted SNL. Exactly. She's starting her own movies. Like like Ellie Kemper, I didn't really know at the time, but she didn't blow up. Right. Wendy but was... we all knew Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wiig from... Yeah, and Saturday Wendy was Reno 911, and... which mm-hmm. I loved. So, yep. I mean, I kind of knew those guys for sure. Um, but yeah, she was the, the big standout. And Rose Byrne was Rose Byrne. Well, Rose Byrne, I do remember thinking, oh my God, she's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Because I had only really known her... Until this point, I knew her from... Um, 28 days later? 28 weeks later. Yes, but that wasn't what I was thinking of. Uh, Troy. Troy was the oh, big shit. thing that I yeah. knew her from. I still haven't seen that. Troy, and there was a, another movie. Was it... It was with Josh Hartnett, wasn't it? She was in... A, now, if she's in a movie with Josh Hartnett, I should know about it. Well, perhaps you should. <laughs> Does this just mean I'm a bad Rose Byrne fan? I think you may be. Um, Let's see. Let's but this was see. this was her first big comedy. oh Insidious, but that was after this. Insidious was after yeah, yeah. Duh, Insidious was after. And Neighbors, she she's after. done a lot of she's done a lot of comedy, a lot of comedy. since then. But um, this was the first time that the I place saw her Beyond the Pines. Like, is that what you're thinking of? But that would have been 2012. No, Insidious was 2010. So we would have seen her in that. Get him to the mm-hmm. Greek. Get him to the Greek. I think that? she did around the same time. She, as I this. love her in that. I love her in that so much. Because I believe, I, I listened to a podcast, oh, I can't remember which one it was now that she was on, but I think that part of what got her the role in Bridesmaids was what she did in Get Into the Greek. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I don't, it hadn't come out. Wicker Park. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Is that, that? You, And I, I have seen Wicker Park more than once. So. Is that, that's Josh Hartnett, That's it? Josh Hartnett. Yeah, yep. that's what I was thinking It's of. Wicker Park. I never watched Damages, but I knew her from Damages, from Damages too. Like I knew. Yeah, she's been in a lot of shit. She's great. I think she's wonderful. No, she is, but I definitely Very did talented. have that moment of like, I know you, and I know you from more than anything Troy, which right. is not, which is a, not funny a comedy movie, right. right? And her character is basically just abused the entire yeah. time. No, it's I horrifying. think she's got some great range, she and was, she's yeah, and she's great in it. She was, um, in the, but then seeing her, and I think there's always that feeling she, of you know a dramatic actor coming in and doing comedy, and you're like is this actually going to work? And there are very few times where they surprise you. And I feel like, I think I might love you more in comedy than drama. It's Rose Byrne here mm-hmm. and, and in the other movies she's done, but Rose mm-hmm. Byrne and um, John C. Riley. Oh my God. Fucking John C. Riley. I got the range, <sighs> man. He has got the range. You know, speaking of like favorite comedies 
and bridesmaids is a hundred percent up there but stepbrothers uh, stepbrothers i just love so so damn much but he's another one who yeah going into that i had never known him to i'm sure he, he may have done some comedy prior to that mm-hmm. but i knew him predominantly as a dramatic actor and fuck if he didn't surprise me and surprise me good i mean he's incredible no i, I love him i feel like jeff daniels did that to me um maybe but he yeah. was it was i was so much younger i don't think i had any expectations i definitely in the remember same way. seeing him in dumb and dumb and being like what the fuck is this like i vaguely remember thinking to myself wasn't he in whatever else which was mm-hmm. drama but i was so young it wasn't like i have an expectation of right. you right yeah roseburn's great the men the men in this like john ham i had i already was in love with john ham when this came out yeah um, so to see him playing like, and he, he plays an asshole in Mad Men, but to see him playing. He's a different kind of a asshole. A different kind though. of asshole. Um, everything he, like, he's such a good, gross guy. Like when he's, he's like, oh, oh man, can I George would... Glass do this? And then. Probably. When he's like, you should probably get going. I'm going to miss you so much. And like slides yeah. away from her. What was he like, oh man, this is really awkward. Cause I, I really, I really want, want you to leave. leave. <laughs> I don't want to sound like an asshole. When he pulls up in his fucking car and he's like, what's up, fuck buddy? And then she gets out and he's like, you're no longer my number three. <laughs> he is perfect. You look really tired. <laughs> oh, that I was thinking. Take a little nap. I was, a little lap nap. nap. <laughs> I was thinking about all the things they kind of go against the grain of, like, so I'm always bitching about women in movies wearing makeup while they're asleep. And they actually oh, yeah, play yeah. off on that here yeah. when she, the very beginning of the movie, she rolls out of bed, combs her hair. The thing she does too, how she, she wakes up and she goes, oh, oh, I, I just had a nightmare. nightmare. I'm so scared. And like hugs him. Oh, oh yeah. It really like breaks your heart. But it's <laughs> gross, but hilarious. Right. It's so good. And then she doesn't wake up before Rhodes. And so he's able to let, and he tells her she looks great anyway. And he makes Can I just coffee. tell you? He, no, he didn't make her a coffee. He made, he a made her a cappuccino. <laughs> so european of him oh so good that's all i need in life is for a man pro- sure with that accent i'm open um but for a man to just wake me up with a fresh cappuccino he is leah he, i'm not looking for much here he's but he's so annoying about her like you should get back to baking you're so good at it yeah and the mere fact that he it was sweet it that was he sweet was doing all of it all but at the same stuff. time he did also say you're gonna be doing the work i'm yeah. gonna be doing the eating <laughs> I'd be like, no, I will look up a recipe for you online, and you can bake <laughs> and for you me. Can make your own fucking cake. Yeah, he he's wonderful. So they kind of draw that like their foils to each other, right? Like the John Hamm character and the Rose character. Um, there were other things that I was kind of paying attention to. Um, going back to the thing about like the Hangover that that women can't. I feel like in this movie you see women who can be desirable, but also they can do raunchy shit. Like every single woman who was in that dress shop shit her pants or threw up but they were still also very sexy desirable women like mm-hmm. except the, helen she's too perfect for right that. Of course, but of course. she's an ugly crier she didn't need any <laughs> you that still get that later weird chicken or some of that gray lamb she um, had none of that which i cannot tell you so i i'm a bit of an emetophobe so yeah i i am terrified of um food poisoning mm-hmm. i cannot tell you how many times her voice plays in my head when i look at certain meats and i'm like hear her say some of that weird, <laughs> weird chicken, chicken. Like if I am eating a salad, because I already feel like cold chicken is a culprit just in general. So if I'm eating a salad and there's chicken in there, I just hear Rose Byrne over my shoulder going, that weird chicken. My mom got a really bad food poisoning from a jerk chicken salad once. And I already don't like like the jer- jerk flavor. So I was, I'm was i like, if, if I wasn't going to eat it before, I'm definitely not going to eat it now. I, yes. um, but yeah, I think 
So the the sexy, desirable woman who can also still do raunchy stuff. Who can also shit her pants. Um, the the waking up without makeup and having to put it on. The realities of the wedding, just the realities of like they even joke about it. the dad's like, I'm not gonna pay for this. I'm not gonna pay for this because mm-hmm. it's ridiculous and expensive. And at the end when Wilson Phillips shows up, I'm not right. paying for this shit. I think they portrayed realistic female friendships. Like, yes, there was a competition with Helen, but it wasn't that like like a lot of the teen movies there's always a bitchy girl in the high school like i just watched the duff yesterday and the bella thorne plays like the bitchy girl who's Mm -hmm. like bullying you know there was none of that it was a real like it felt real you know what else i love too just the the competition between them obviously kind of starts the engagement party when they're doing their different toasts and stuff (laughs) but it it escalates so much so and they keep panning to the audience who is like watching it happen seeing what's going on thinking how ridiculous and hilarious this is i love that there's that reaction in there too because sometimes mm-hmm. they'll do sometimes in movies they'll do silly shit and it's for us the audience right. but the people who are in the moment don't see it as right. stranger ridiculous or whatever, right. but you do see it from them and then even at the very end of the the engagement party my rudolph is like man i just feel great <laughs> everybody's just like so go out catch another man because everybody's just saying how much of, that's right I, uh, their relationship too where she, where Annie's just like like helen comes by and then she's like what's her deal and and lillian's like all right get it out come on let's go <laughs> say what you need to say and then annie's driving down the road later and she's like oh I'm Helen. are you from milwaukee i'm so sorry oh, her hair. it's wonderful that is um. that fucking dress, though. <laughs> that ridiculous fucking dress. Also, um, Lillian's dress at her engagement party. I hate with such a passion. Because it has, it? like, the weird, like, elastic thing. Oh, in the center of it, right. But it looks like it, looks like it needs it to be latched very, in the yeah, back or something. Really it's strange. really weird. I don't know what was going on with that. It was very upsetting to me that this is your engagement party and you wore that dress. Like, it was very upsetting. <laughs> The other thing, the other thing I kind of wrote down that they were kind of going after was that the idea that women are always getting out of tickets with like a crying or Mm. a look or whatever. Like, let me tell you, I got pulled over once and I started crying, not because I was trying to get out of the ticket because I was so upset that I had gotten pulled over. Both of my brake lights were out. My license plate was expired. (laughs) This guy pulls me over. And I'm just so shocked because I I didn't think I was doing anything wrong. Usually if I've got... Did you not know both your brake lights were out? I didn't know my brake lights were out, but it made a lot of sense because I definitely had... You know what your problem is? You don't think about any... You don't think about how you could hurt others. You don't think about anybody yourself. It's a simple solution. (laughs) Fuck. So, So I'm like... Uh, my husband usually does this stuff and i was just oh, like, Leah. like i was really like i was just like really and he was like you could tell he felt bad but he still gave me a ticket and um i gotta have a ticket once my <laughs> i got pulled over because my plates had been expired for like i think it was five or six months at uh-huh. the time um but i i didn't cry i just, i think i just said yeah i know and i'll take care of it <laughs> i think i think that was just a cop who was having a good day oh and he was <laughs> i think like, that was all it was i think he was just like yeah, I can see that you're going to figure your shit out. It's fine. This is, every time I have, like, takeout in my car, like, I'll go to Culver's and get a burger or whatever, and I'll have the burger, and I'll be like, oh, if I get pulled over, I'm going to have to give this away to a cop, because that's just really going to upset me. Give it away? <laughs> like, in my head, I'm like, they're going to pull me over, and I'm going to be like, hey, do you want my burger? Maybe it'll get me out of my ticket. Why would you? So, <laughs> I'm, I, I get angry more often usually than i not. get angry i've definitely because when i've gotten pulled over for speeding i've been mad there have been and here's because the thing. i'm like flow of traffic motherfucker exactly. i wasn't driving any faster than anybody else okay so that's not necessarily true of me but i pay attention mm-hmm. 
And so there have been times where I've been pulled over and I'm not going to argue. I know you're right. Not only was I speeding, but it's my fault because I saw you, but not in time, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I've been pulled over before where you weren't on the fucking road. Yeah. There is no way in hell that you clocked me. You're telling me you clocked me going a certain number that I know I wasn't going. You're a fucking liar. You and sure? I have told people, I have told somebody cops before that like they're lying. Because you know, they do, they set it up where somebody will be on the There was one and, on fairly recently where I saw him get on the highway behind me okay there was no overpass around where he could have clocked me there was no like i know where that entrance was mm-hmm. coming from there was no way he could have clocked me and then but he pulled up behind me speeding. before that he didn't know because as soon as i saw him pull on he i was slowed, slowed down. down and he still came up on me and got you and got me and yeah i told him he was a liar you're damn right i did and what did he say he wrote me a ticket but yeah, I argued with him for sure. And in, not in a obnoxious way. Like I, yeah. I told him I saw exactly when you got on. I know that there's no way that you know how fast I... And you know what? He couldn't explain it. All he could... He couldn't. All he could say was, well, I saw you going this fast and you can feel free to take it to court. I mean, court. that's where you can take it to court and not have Yeah, to he said you can take it to court. And I told him, you know, that's not going to happen because we all know this is just a money grabbing scheme and you know I'm going to pay the ticket. And he was like, well, that's your prerogative. It's and I was like, pay, it's cheaper to pay the ticket yeah, than exactly. a lawyer. And I, I mean, yeah. I was perfectly civil with him, but. Like if they're not going to take points off your license. But yeah, I wasn't just going to sit there and take it without explaining to him that I know that you're lying. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking asshole. So Annie doesn't talk her way out of her ticket. She tries. Right, no, yeah. Like, she's she's sober. No, she didn't end up getting the ticket, did she? She didn't because he recognized her. You, I know you. Baby. Your cake baby. Yes. I can't say it how he says it, but it's really it's really endearing how he says it. So, and that's when he, because she doesn't want to talk about that, that she failed, and he's talking about her boyfriend with the wormy face, and he's glad he never tipped him, and that's when he kind of, the heart comes out, and then he's walking away, and he's like, you know, we're not all bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what, at that point, that? she's like... Thanks, man. Thanks. Bye. Like, thanks for doing it. Like, it, but that something happens in that moment when he realizes who she is. He kind of, he kind of makes this connection with yeah, her, yeah. I think. And she's just kind of like, oh, thank God I didn't get this ticket. But then later on. She's got a lot of other shit on her mind. She's had a bad night, right? She goes on this setup date, ends up hearing that she's not even that pretty. The kid eats her birth control. Meets up Fucking with kid. John Hamm's character, Ted. I think his name is Ted. So that she, and then has sex with him, but then he kicks her out of bed. And then she's like, it's the middle of the night, and she's buying a drink. It's one of those drinks. It was Calm, I believe. Was calm, calm or Clean. One I of think those. Calm was the one she grabbed. And he's like, Annie Walker. And, and they start talking, and they share the carrot, and the whole ugly carrot thing. Yeah. And it's really cute. I feel like they're, that's when she starts to, because that's when he takes her out, and mm-hmm. they, they, uh, he's they like. They start clocking people. He goes, let's see if you really have what it takes, that's you right. know. Um. Yeah, it's really sweet, and they they kind of and it kind of kind of spirals from there. But it's really sweet. And I also love the conversation where they're talking about <laughs> being in weddings, and he says his sister what lost all of her hair because right. she was, was really gross. Yeah, it was really gross. And then he's like, I just figured for my wedding, I want a carnival theme. Yeah. And she starts talking about you know elephants and tightrope walkers, and the way that he just looks at her and he's like. Okay, what you're talking about is a circus. You're not getting it. You didn't get it at all. I just love that. That he's not going to play into her shit. Like, no, no you're wrong. You're he's, not understanding. He's not just going to... He likes her, but he's not going to bullshit her, which I right. think is wonderful. Yeah. Um, he's not going to change his wedding plans because right, she doesn't because get it. Because she doesn't get it, right? Um, it would have been cute if they ended the movie with, like, jump... F- fast forward a year and they're having, like, a carnival wedding. <laughs> if there's ever a Bridesmaids too, I want it to be just five minutes long snapshot of their carnival. I guess I should also say that's what I... I another reason I have a lot of respect for this 
they could have turned, like, just like The Hangover, yeah. where they just did three, two and three, and those movies, I haven't even seen them, and I hear that they're terrible. They are terrible, yeah. And if they had made another Bridesmaids, would they have struggled twice? Like, it's possible. Knows? Every once in a while, it had Empire Strikes Back, Godfather Part Two. those are literally the only two I can think of, but, um, you know, every once in a while, you get a second one that's just as good, or better. I, I Here's the thing, as a fan, I would love to see another one, because... I love these characters and I want to see them more. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you. I absolutely respect having this this wonderful piece that lives all on its own and, you know, just not touching it, leaving it be so that it can never be degraded by mm-hmm. shitty sequels that follow. I know. Like, it deludes yeah. the greatness of it. I think this might have been the first movie I ever saw Rebel Wilson um yes i think mm-hmm. it may well have been and honestly i think of all the the little character actors or the little characters in this she's probably my favorite <sighs> she's so <laughs> she and matt she's lucas so are great. fabulous as brother and sister and they're just so weird they're and in the bathtub together can i can i borrow your razor <laughs> lift up your arm like oh my god and she's like ow it's like sorry it's a mexican drinking worm <laughs> It's the Native American symbol for wasted. <laughs> I'm only, I'm here on a tourist visa, so technically I'm only allowed to tour. I'm only allowed to tour. <laughs> Unless I'm going to prostitute myself out on the street. Hello, gentlemen, would you like to stick your sausage in my English McMuffin? <laughs> your American sausage, your English McMuffin. No, no, we tried that. It didn't work. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Even just the peas. Those fucking peas. You gotta keep them in the bag. And she just keeps pouring them. That's what I love. It just keeps going it's, on. The physical comedy in this film yeah. is another reason I really enjoy it. And I think, and it's not even like overt, crazy, you know, whoa, tripping over stuff right. kind of physical comedy. Just the it's the tennis game. The tennis, the tennis game. game. I've seen better tennis but playing in a tampon commercial. The meltdown commercial. at the bridal shower is yes. my, probably my favorite scene. And Kristen Wiig on the plane, too. Oh, my God, because, yes. And that's realistic drunk girl sloppiness. Ooh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Because yeah. um, I've been there. I know you have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> I think the last time, we were talking today about the last time I got that drunk. You know what I did the last time I got that drunk? I threw darts at someone, a live human, who was my date. Why? Because we were playing darts and I thought it would be funny. I, I turned it around. Oh. But I still threw the darts at him. That's really rude. Yeah. That was my way of flirting. That's just super rude. It worked. <laughs> Very happy no, because for you. the aftermath was me calling you the next day and be like, I totally fucked up. I got really wasted. I showed my ass and I did so many bad things. I was so fucked up. <laughs> oh, it was good. <laughs> and they took things. They took things like they took the beautiful bride in the dress. They took her and they made her ridiculous twice. First, they took her and they put her in the street shitting. Which, okay, I'm curious. So that dress didn't look half bad, right? No. Prior the Lady shit. Juju. The Lady Juju that she found in storage. Lady Patsoise Juju. That just happened to fit her. <laughs> I'm imagining since she shit in that dress, she probably, probably had to buy had to it. for it. I don't know. So, I, I imagine the Helen made it go away. Oh, you think? No. I was just thinking it would have been nice if she had just bought that dress. and It was beautiful. Because it was yeah. really nice. Maybe just leave that in your closet. Then you don't have to take the hacksaw to the one you ended up with. I know. Which was ugly. So then they took the beautiful bride and they made her look ridiculous yeah. by putting her in this stupid dress. 
which is funny. But they took they took something that typically that's what you see is just only the beautiful brides, and they they did it in Bride Wars too. Bride Shit Wars in the was street, shitting in the street was just the best. <laughs> and the way that my my Rudolph's so fucking fantastic. They all are, obviously, but like the when the way she just collapses to the <laughs> to the ground. In this big marshmallow puddle of a dress, and <laughs> it's just like and she's, she's just giving directing up. traffic yeah. around her. She's just—it's happening. It's ha- oh, it happened. It happened, and that's it. I'm just done. I'm just gonna sit here in the street, and yeah, Christy you gotta go around. Like, you gotta go doing, around, aren't you? Shitting in the street. Oh, you're doing it. I <laughs> when they're setting up what the bachelorette party is gonna be, and they've got these phone calls going on, mm. and she has sent an email. Like, today it would be text messages and that kind of stuff, so it's a little dated, but I feel like that's a very, it's a girl thing. Now what happens is you have the group chat Ugh. where everybody's, but then off the group chat, people are having their own conversations, and then you go back to the group chat. It's very yeah. complicated. I did love that, uh, I think the last one was Megan, who was like, so it sounds like we're going to Vegas. <laughs> she was like, Helen already got to? She was like, oh yeah, she got you. She got the jump on you. <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing about the email, though, every time I watch this movie, it makes me crazy, is that they're capitalizing things that are not proper nouns. Lake House is capitalized. Bachelor part. Bachelor Maybe they named the Lake House Lake House. It's really just disgusting. Then it shouldn't be done, and it just if the if it's the a name huge pet peeve of mine. If the name of the Lake House is Lake House, it should be capitalized. <laughs> it's a proper noun. Like at work, people always want to capitalize their title when they say like like we're talking about the product managers and they want to capitalize product manager it is not a proper noun now if we're talking about a specific product manager you're putting it in your right, like, right. email signature but people do it and it makes but you also crazy. you refuse to capitalize the subject of emails even though the subject is the title of the email <laughs> it's disgusting you're disgusting fucking ee e. cummins loving bitch <laughs> the other things i think when it comes to the friendship, the way they talk to each other, like my, um, I almost said Maya and Kristen, but Lillian and Annie, like when they have brunch and Lillian's like, you're not telling me something. And mm. she's like, yeah, I went out with uh, Ted or whatever. And she's like, you know, I slept over and she's like, did you sleep? Did he sleep over in your mouth? And they're mm. kind of joking well, about I mean, he that. put it right there. Right. Right. But they're, she's telling her, you know, he doesn't make, he, he makes you feel like crap. Like he told you you needed dental work. He's an asshole. Like you shouldn't. Like, I do think that really good friends tell each other when they're making mistakes or doing things they shouldn't be doing. Like, from the beginning, you were like, Leah, I don't think this this is going to work out with you and this guy. <laughs> like, you have your fun, but understand. <laughs> that this is not real. And I was like, I had my fun. It was fine. It yeah. was like fine. It was fun in the beginning when you were like, no, no, I know, but maybe. <laughs> know. And it's like, no, no, just, um have your fun <laughs> i will have my fun but also maybe no 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 just and now i'm like <laughs> you were so right um but i you know that is how people talk to each other and yeah. then and, and annie supports her friend at the end when you know lillian is so upset about you know that things are going to change and she's like you're going to take this beautiful step and you mm-hmm. love him so much and he loves you and it's good and she's right i mean we don't really dougie like we don't really get to know dougie that well except that we know he's an asshole. And we know he's my brother he's and I love him, asshole. but he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> that poor girl. She's in the bathroom right now probably crying her eyes out. <laughs> so true. <laughs> it's really funny, though. And she's like, TSA is going to rip his ass apart. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, you know, but he seems like a nice enough guy. It seems like, you know, he's a good guy. I think you get to know Lillian so well that you have to assume mm-hmm. that sh- you have to trust her, that she would pick somebody good, mm-hmm. you know. 
Because he doesn't, I don't think he has a single line. No. You don't he doesn't. see he him or hear stands, him at all. Stands there and smiles. So it really does come down to the fact that we get to know her so well that we have to trust and have faith that she's going to pick, right? That wedding is ridiculous. The, the, they do in like laser lights is the tackiest, most the, ridiculous. They're standing in water and then Wilson Phillips comes out. <laughs> All of it is, like I still cry because I always cry at weddings, but it's a fucking joke. Oh, like, you cry ridiculous. at weddings? Oh, yeah, I always cry Oh, at wow, okay. Um, it doesn't even matter if the wedding's not going to last. I still cry. Aww. It doesn't. <laughs> do you cry more or less if you know it's not going to work? But yeah, but my, but even, even the, Everything Helen does is way, way the fuck over the top. But that, the wedding, for sure, way over the top. But the the Parisian, um... Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even understand shower. how puppies could be... Party like, favors. first of all, it, actually, when I saw that, I remember getting really angry. Like, how fucking dare you? These are living creatures. So it actually makes me really mad. But I also just don't understand how you, you deem them Parisian. <laughs> well, they had little pink berets. Oh, okay, that's... <laughs> I don't understand how that even came about. But that the meltdown is my absolute favorite thing. The whole like front, like she's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" But I just always I want to be able to say anything in the same tone she uses when she says, "Did you really think that this group of women was gonna eat that fucking cookie?" And then she just destroys the cookie, and the teenage girl is smiling, and she's like, "This is great." And how they're all like running around. It's like you were talking about with the the engagement party they're watching they're all watching her and when she goes to run around the side of the house megan's like move 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 we gotta go we gotta catch up um it's just perfect like you get to see it kind of unfold in the best way possible and you kind of know it's coming it's like building and building and building i think this is another one of those movies where i didn't see a lot of the stuff coming so as it unfolded i was just in it and Mm. i'm like watching it happen i'm like i don't know what's gonna happen this could go any way who knows like the whole airplane thing where she gets drunk and, like, acts crazy. But on top of that, you've got Ellie Kemper and Winnie McLennan-Covey acting yeah. just perfect. And you've got um, Melissa McCarthy and her husband, whose name I can't think of right now, Ben Falcone, I think, just yes. being perfect. Yeah. And I think that's just, my favorite. Uh, the airplane is my favorite scene. Oh, my God. From beginning to end. It's From perfect. she sits down in coach, which, oh, she'll be fine. They have a much greater sense of community in coach. I just wanted to slap her in the face when she said that. But she sits down in coach, and there's this woman who just says, you know, I had a dream last night that we went down. You were in it. Like, we start off strong. And that's the other, the co-writer of the movie, Annie Momolo. She and Kristen Wiig wrote the movie together. So good from the, and everything that Kristen, so yes, you're right. We also have everything happening with Ellie Kemper's character and you know no I've never had sex with someone else and we yell you know you will only do it you know in the dark and we have to both be clean but sometimes I just want it the conversations they're having the completely random kiss that they have (laughs) after like one drink you know because that's all the time it was a double still Um, they thought they were going down i know it was great and then yeah everything that Kristen wig does even just sitting down in the seat and he comes over and says do you have to go back no i'm 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 not her i'm that was my favorite i'm not her yes you are no i'm uh mrs mrs iglesias every single thing that she says we have to leave these curtains open it's civil rights this is the 90s um the way that she moves the (laughs) <laughs> the tone of her voice. The gifts that I've party. used the most are that one. I'm ready to party, 
and no. let's go down to the river. Um, help me, I'm poor. Help me, I'm poor. Do we say that all the time? <laughs> we do. And it's wonderful. And, and the the colonial woman on <laughs> the wing, of the, wing of the plane. It's just so ridiculous <laughs> that it's absolutely perfect. Um, yes, and then of course you know Ben Falcone has to pop up, and he actually <laughs> is in fact an air marshal, and he's going to take her down. And I, the, the whole thing, the whole fucking thing, I just love so much. I do feel like they ended up in Wyoming. I believe is where they landed. I'm not sure because then they're on a bus, back and then to they're Chicago. on a bus back to Chicago. Why don't you just take the bus to Vegas? Just do I know, what you right? can. I think it know? was. I think they were done. I think they were done. I just. I mean, come on, give it another shot. <laughs> Would you? So they have this fight, which I, I think is another realistic, I was was re- recalling, like, I think I've had one really big fight with a best friend. Um, and it definitely reminded me of that. So they have this really big fight. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's, the fight is after, because on the bus back, Lillian is telling her, I think this is too much for you. I'm going to mm-hmm. have Helen do it, which I think was the right call. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think... There's something to be said for so Kristen Wiig's character, Annie. I don't know why I needed to say Kristen Wiig's character, Kristen Annie. Wiig. I think you probably understand. I know who we're talking about, but <laughs> Annie is very selfish, and I don't necessarily mean that in a bad way. But she's where she is in her life. Yeah, she's she's very woe is me, you know. So I think she's going through all the, which I I also think is a very realistic thing that mm-hmm. you know you're going through all this shit and. You can only think about how awful everything is with you. And even after they have this fight, she keeps trying to call Lillian to, like, I don't remember what exactly the message was that she left her, but she was basically like, well, I did it again. Yeah. You know, I slept with this guy and I fucked everything up. And and I think in her mind, that's what their relationship was, at least for the recent right. past. You know, well, like, she did her business. business had failed. And exactly. She, her, her business friend was failed. Supporting her. She lost her boyfriend. She lost her home. And I think for the last few years, Lillian has just been there for her. Mm-hmm. And she's lost sight of being there for right. her friend who's really going through all of this shit. And that is something that is 100% relatable for all of us. Mm-hmm. And you don't realize, like, I've been, I've been the Annie in that situation, mm-hmm. too, where you just, I'm so caught up in my own shit and you know the woe is me stuff mm-hmm. is going on and i it's not that i don't care but i've completely lost sight of or not even realized that oh yeah other people are going through things mm-hmm. too and it's not her responsibility to be there for me all the time it had there has to be some give and take and yep. it takes her a while to figure that out but at least in the end she does i did find watching it again last night too that scene where they're in Lillian's apartment at mm-hmm. the end and she was saying you know I came back here and I realized it's the last time I'm going to come back here and she talks about her bathtub she's like I love that bathtub and it like physically hurt me for her right that her life is going to change far more dramatically really than Annie's than Annie's yep. and there's a part of me that that feels like wouldn't it have been nice to have some more of that in the movie just mm-hmm. because just because I'm curious because I love Lillian as a character right. as well and you want to see her, her perspective but it makes absolute sense that there's nothing in there about her because really the focus of the movie is Annie and Annie doesn't see it mm-hmm. she just doesn't see yep. it she's, and it's not that she doesn't care yeah. she cares she loves her best friend but she just cannot see that she is struggling in any way because she's mm-hmm. so hyper focused on her own struggles yeah. well from her perspective her life's going to be great because she's going to get married. Exactly. And she's gotten engaged. And she's obviously, you she's, know, Lillian is happy about getting right, engaged. Right, she's happy. She's doing well at right, work. She's got all these all great these friends. for her and she's got Helen now. And yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. She's got it, a bleached it, it, asshole. <laughs> she's great. She's got a perfectly bleached asshole. She loves her new asshole. Yeah. It's like yeah, again, the the friendship, the scent that they're at the center of it. And how they come back together after their fight, it's 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 how you do. Like the forgiveness is already there. They've already yeah. forgiven each other and there's not a big long talk about like, I'm right. so sorry that I did this and, what and I'm said. so awful and yeah. well, I think yep. I can forgive you. It's no, mm-hmm. it was gonna happen anyway. And that's how I mean that's how from my experience is how it is with people you're most close to, like your family. Honestly, I just must be really bad at being married because I was really bad at that when I was married, but with with my husband. But I feel like At what? Forgiving? Just just like I felt like we had to have the conversation. Oh, we weren't close enough to just be like, you know, we're sorry. But I remember with my mom, like, if we would get into a fight, you know, she would say, like, I'm sorry. And I would say, I'm sorry. And we would just move on. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't have to unwind what went on or what happened. You were both assholes and you just, it's, you know. Yeah, I, it's very rare for there to be any I'm sorry's passed back and <laughs> forth with me or my friends or right. my family. It's usually just cool down for a while mm-hmm. and then come back together and you can kind of get a feel for where we are just by how the interaction goes do we need to cool off some more or can we just start joking around again but yeah it it definitely is more natural like like there's yeah that you just come back together and can i also say that i love 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 that the whole time that they're having this amazing wonderful friendship interaction yeah that helen's i hope she cracked a window um (laughs) but yeah helen's just sitting out in the car poor helen it was that's when she and Annie kind of well, of course, when Ellen shows when Helen shows up to Annie's house, Annie just immediately shuts the door in her face. But the whole time they're trying to get Rose's attention, and Helen's just like, "I think I'm gonna be sick, Annie." And then she's crying, and Annie's laughing at her. She's like, "Why are you laughing?" She's like, "You're just really, cry. really ugly right now." And she's like, "No, I, no, I don't. No, no, I don't. No, I don't." It's so cute. I do love her. She's wonderful. Yeah. The one friend, really big friend breakup I had in college, we're friends again, and it was, but there were years, like, we just didn't, like, and it was, like, she wrote me a letter to make up, and I just didn't, I just couldn't do it, Mm because, like, I was still really upset, and, you know. I think there's something to be said for if you don't find your way back to each other naturally, then it probably wasn't meant to be. Whether we're talking friendship, romantic relationship, Mm -hmm. what have you. Like, I had a friend who, we were best friends close to best friends you know in all through high school and she wrote me a letter which is already fucking stupid like say it to my face bitch (laughs) but she wrote me this letter like she had come home from college for the weekend and we all hung out together and I gave her a ride home and she left her coat in my car Mm -hmm. and then called the next day to see if I could drop her coat off and I had to go to work and I was like well I mean, I can do it after work. And she took that day to write a whole letter about how I was inconsiderate. And not only inconsiderate, but then she went... making something a bigger deal than it needs to be. Then she went on and on about how negative I am and how nobody likes me because of that. Exactly. And I'm never going to be a happy person in life. Well, that's true. But she was... Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and she was doing the holier than thou shit of like yeah. i'm doing this because i care and uh, i want you to be better we're 18 19 years old yeah. like you don't even know shit anyway so i was angry i gave her her copac and i never talked to her again i just was imagining that you drove by her house and like threw her, her coat out of the car i don't remember talking to her i'm sure you just dropped it off and left yeah I, i'm pretty sure i did i mean that's what i would have done if yeah. i'd have gotten that letter exactly but i i think you know there was 
there was anger about what was said and then there's also the feeling of loss or hurt Mm -hmm. that this person is your friend and they obviously don't know you or see you um and I think that for me was the big like you could say we had a fight but within that fight I realized this person doesn't actually know me and therefore I don't need to make any effort for us to come back together Mm because it's just not it's not going to happen it it just isn't worth it whereas there have been other friends who I've had fights with and they might have said things that hurt and I might have said things that hurt right but ultimately we still knew each other you know as an adult at this at this stage in my life i feel like the letter writing is a little passive aggressive i felt that way when we were fucking 18 right so i've i've seen it i've seen it with co-workers and i've seen it with it's incredibly passive aggressive like at this point i feel like if you have something you need to say somebody that's that important you owe them the opportunity to hear you out and then respond and writing writing a letter is kind of like i have all this stuff i want to say to you but i don't care what you have to say to me mm-hmm. like i'm just gonna write it i just need to get it out and here you go and you don't get to respond i but, guess you you could take it upon you you could write another letter which is have read a letter writing campaign. yeah i you know but you know their letters are for i mean i also feel like if you have enough crap to put in a letter you haven't been being honest with me for a long time. Maybe you've been saving it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if that's the case, then what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. So anyway. Um, I have a couple of burning questions for you. I did oh, want to say excite. her sitting on the couch, like watch, watching Castaway, like watching Tom Hanks scream, Wilson, and like crying. Uh-huh. That's just been how I experienced all of 2020. So that's just you in general. to point that out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you think John Hamm, and I guess this is tough because he's done movies and TV, do you think he is better as a lead or do you think he's better as a character actor like how he was in this movie? Um, I I would say that the best role that he's ever been in is Mad Men. Yeah. And he as was more a lead Don in Draper. that, but it was, mm-hmm. of course, a television lead, which is a little bit different. Um, I haven't seen him. This, like, uh, was it Tag? I hated him and Tay. I hated that whole movie. I liked that movie. I it was dumb. It was it and was, he was dumb. terrible in it. It was, he was it terrible was in it. A stupid movie, but it was kind of fun. And he's in some new movie called Wild Wild Mountain Time with Jamie Dornan and I don't know what that fuck. is. Fuck. Oh, uh, John Krasinski's wife Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. Yeah, and the movie is just seems really weird, and lots of people are saying yeah, it's I weird. Don't know. I mean, I've seen him in smaller roles, and he is good. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I've never thought of when i think of john ham i think of Mad Men, mm-hmm. and then i think of yeah like the handful of like supporting small. roles that he's yeah. had like this one mm-hmm. um but i don't know that i i'm not a huge fan i think he's great mm-hmm. I, i'm not disputing that but he doesn't do it for me so yeah. i don't really think about it that much i guess i guess i would like to see him in a movie as the lead i i think and, the only reason i hes- the and only reason i'd that. hesitate on that is because he's not for me yeah okay fair so yeah if i saw him as the leading man i'd probably be i wouldn't care like i might see the movie if the movie appealed to me otherwise but i just don't think he would do it for me yeah he's yeah i don't know okay i think this is my only other one. Oh, you said you had some i did but have... we've already covered them like why do we love it so much this okay. versus the hangover which character are you oh dear favorite quotes favorite scenes how many times do you think you've seen it 50 million I don't know. um I guess, okay, here's one. Mm-hmm. How do you know if a guy, and this is what I've been thinking a lot about lately, how do you know if a guy is being really being sincere? Like, do you trust people enough to believe it? 
And I feel like maybe I'm just having some trust issues with people right now. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about this a lot for like, I mean, my husband dumped me and he probably had wanted to dump me for like a year and he was already like out of the, out of it. And then by the time he left, it was like, he'd already been moving. He, he men- processed Mentally, everything. emotionally had yeah. moved on. And so I'm wondering if maybe that's part of the reason why I'm thinking about this a lot. But how do you know if somebody says something to you that you can actually believe it? I, I don't, I don't know. And I think that's. You're talking to someone who's never had an actual, real, successful relationship. But I think you're really good at reading people. Like, so I think you're really good at, like, figuring people out. Maybe if I've not had a truly successful relationship and I'm good at reading people, then I believe your answer is you cannot trust anyone. I, I buy it. I buy it. Right <laughs> Today, right now, I buy it. I, you know, it's funny. Their motives are really good. Like, John Hamm was really clear that his motives were just to fuck. Sure. But O'Dowd seemed like he wanted more than that. I think it's, you You see it with Annie, too, when she's talking to the couple at the beginning, and she's like, you guys are really in love. That will go away. Yeah. <laughs> or when she's talking to the girl later who wants to buy, a, like, a BFF necklace or what the fuck mm-hmm. ever, and she's like, are you sure? Best friends forever? Mm-hmm. Really? I, I do think there's something to be said for it. <laughs> she was a fucking cunt. Um, you- <laughs> That's another reason why you're Annie. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's fair. Um. I, I think that's actually kind of the answer, too, is it's not that you can't trust anyone, but it, it is kind of like she said that, and they, they touch on that in the movie throughout, too, you know, when they have the conversation about, well, people change. Well, I don't think they really change. I think they grow. But if you're growing, then you're changing. <laughs> it's not that you can't trust anyone. It's just that you can't trust that anyone is ever going to stay the same or that their motivations mm-hmm. are going to remain the same. Right. Um, so yeah. roads might be, uh, you know, all in, 100% in love, looking for a commitment, and a year later he's not or she's not as into mm-hmm. it. It's I, I don't think that it's you can't trust people and their motivations so much as you can't trust that the motivations are always going to remain the way that you know them to be if you mm. know them to be you can't you can't trust that they will be what you believe them to be to begin with and even if you trust that person enough to see beyond that you know to say maybe his motivations aren't 100 percent pure but i think by and large they are so we can still try something out you can't trust that that won't change in the future i think i just don't trust dudes I, I mean, I think that's fair. I don't think it's dudes, though. I think it's it people. Could be, it's anybody. No, I shouldn't just say guys. Like, yeah. Well, that kind of leads into my next question was, do people change or do they stay the same? I think I think people grow. <laughs> and if you're growing, you're changing. If you're growing, you're changing. But, uh-huh. I, but I also think that you do largely stay the same <laughs> as you were. So it's both. I think it's both. <laughs> <laughs> I think that people... I think people can change. Absolutely, they yeah. can. But I think you also stay the same. <laughs> I mean, you know, you have like your your core personality thing. traits. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some so, people it's a are tough one. Always going to be assholes. T- <laughs> like maybe they clean up their acts and they're, they're not going to be drunk assholes anymore, but they're still going to be assholes. assholes or you know whatever. Yeah, I wrote something in my notebook that says, let's make an engagement pact, but now I can't remember what the fuck that means. Oh, okay. I I think, I think what it's supposed to mean is, because I, I was thinking about it when... Were you drunk when you were watching I this? wasn't, I was sober. Um, well, I might have had a glass of wine. But I was, uh, maybe it means that if you get engaged, like, I'm going to be happy for you. Oh, good. Thanks. And that... 
Maybe it had something to do with like who we tell first. I don't know. I, I just so I have to so I can I have to tell you first. I don't think you need to tell me first, but I just want you to know that if you can get engaged, I'll be really happy for you. Okay. Well, so we were just writing down because I just turned thirty nine. Like all <gasps> of, all the things you need to do before you turn forty. Yeah, and on the list is get married and get divorced. <laughs> so to to get both of those things done inside of this year. That's going to be a stretch. Um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Yeah. I don't know who I'm going to find in this time of the quarantine. The people that we're closest to right now are the people at that coffee shop. Oh, but they're kids. I don't want to marry they one of them. They are children. Yes. Besides, if I'm going to marry someone knowing I'm also going to divorce him within the same year, he better have some monies. <laughs> like, let's be real here. <laughs> so you want to hook up with somebody who's um, in like a enough of a money situation that there would have to be like a prenup but there wouldn't be because you want to trick them well it's not trickery (laughs) i just i want to be taken care of leah i know what but honestly honestly (laughs) where that came from peak baby honestly (laughs) like i said in the beginning if you wake me up with a fresh cappuccino Mm -hmm. i'd probably marry you Mm -hmm. like it's it's really that simple i don't even need a ring i think if you just woke me up <laughs> with a good cappuccino. cappuccino not like not like some you know those stupid mixes or some shit like that <laughs> uh i think i probably would just marry you so yeah how what is smelly's reaction have to be to a guy for you to be like yeah he's okay that guy's okay he just has to be cool with him the guy or smelly both no the guy has to love my dog yeah right like of course love him if i if <laughs> dude if any person in my life came into my house and was like oh oh keep him off of me oh leave make leave who, me alone who would get, say get that the fuck someone? out of my house i don't know i'm just saying if that ever happened no so he would have to adore elliot do you think smelly would let a guy in your bed in his bed you mean <laughs> sure in <laughs> In your bed that you share with Smelly. I think for a man to be in our bed, <laughs> it would take a lot of trust. <laughs> so I would say uh, sleepovers <laughs> are probably not often going to be on the table. Aww. Yeah, well, we can have sex in the bed with the dog locked out. But at bedtime, you're going to have to sleep on the couch right, so the dog can sleep can in the bed. And, sleep. and then you can wake us up in the morning with a cappuccino, a cappuccino and a fresh bowl of kibble. <laughs> And, like, you you can play all of your sleep recordings of you waking up in the middle of the night being like, oh, smelly, that's gross. Oh, stop it! <laughs> <laughs> Telling him to stop licking himself. Uh, yeah. He's a sweet boy. He's such a good boy. Mm-hmm. And I think he has a good radar for people, too. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. So, yeah, yeah. I, think he'd, I think he'd be able to lead me in the right direction. All right. Well, I just wanted you to know that when you get engaged, I'm going to be really excited to, for you. I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm really sweaty. I'm so sweaty. Well, I mean, if I get engaged, it would be like a miracle. I would think you would be happy. <laughs> you would be like my mother. You know, you'd be like, oh my God, I oh, never thought great. it would happen. Nobody's going to be happier than your mom. I when never you get thought engaged. it would happen. <laughs> I think if I, if I don't get married within the next few childbearing years, which let's be real, <laughs> that's not much. You're winding down. I don't know that my mom will even care. She will. She'll be happy. Honestly, anybody you get married to, like, if I don't already, like, know them, like, if we aren't all just friends, like, I would think that we would all just be friends. I would, yeah. Right? We have to be, right? Yeah, exactly. So, like, 
I'm excited for a new friend. Oh. Bring him on. Okay. I'm- Sorry, I'm, I'm very much Annie in this way. <laughs> are, you, are you hearing like, you don't have a husband right now? I'm hearing, I'm hearing you don't have a husband. And I'm also just feeling really, I'm starting to feel really hot. <laughs> kind of sick to my stomach. Just you even talking about bringing new friends into the group. It's like, oh, 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 oh. Is it hot in here? It's getting it's a little hot. I feel a little sick. Oh, God. <laughs> That actually is kind of funny. There's like so much more pressure for you because now you're like, oh, and he has to be someone my friends like. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> what? Yeah, it has to be so- like I'm trying to think. Oh yeah, no, I definitely had a friend <laughs> to a guy that none of us liked, but they're divorced now. It's cool. Mm-hmm. And she's happily with somebody else, so it's fine. Oh, isn't that nice? It works. It all works out. In the end. For them, it worked out. Mm-hmm. I'm still alone. <laughs> I still don't have a husband. <laughs> you don't have a husband. You it just don't. plays over in my head <laughs> so much. Ellie Kemper. Ugh. She makes some really wonderful fails when they're in the bridal shop. And she just kind of, her tummy, and she's just like got her hand over her mouth. And she just like looks so sick. Oh, when she rushes in and pukes all over. <laughs> she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And Wendy's like, get away from me. <laughs> I love it. What and then she looks over. She looks over and Megan. What are you doing? <laughs> also, when they first walk in, and Megan lets out some kind of sound, oh. she's like, "I'm sorry, I'm not even confident of which end that came out of." But, but, but Rita's like, "Megan, oh, that's gross." <laughs> oh, yeah. And then she's like checking out the couch. Like, this is nice, nice solid piece of furniture. And then like she is laying there and like her stomach's in turmoil. It just, like, stresses me out thinking. I haven't had food poisoning in a really long time. Don't fucking jinx it. Uh, yeah. As I, as funny as that scene is, and it is hilarious, there is always a part of me that is, yes, just, like, remembering <laughs> times I've had and terrified to go back to those times. What yeah. was your worst? What was your worst? I, I probably, like, the time I'm remembering was we went to this Mexican restaurant when we were in college. And I had a lot of margaritas, too, and we came back, and I just immediately was, like, blowing chunks, like, just so, like, just throwing my guts up. And I was thinking that I had, it was the drinking, but I really didn't have that much to drink, and I think it was the food, because my stomach hurt so bad. Um, And that's the last, I'm sure I've had food poisoning since then, but that's the last time I can remember just being really, really sick from eating something. I remember having food poisoning once, and this sounds dumb. It was great for food poisoning. Like, there was one time, I remember, I remember for sure what I ate. I think it was cold chicken. Mm. I think it was like a wrap that had chicken in it. But I started feeling sick. I kind of knew what it was. Like, I didn't feel, you know, sometimes when you start feeling sick, you're like, oh, no, it's a stomach bug coming right. on or something. But I, it was just in my stomach. I remember feeling like, oh, this this is food poisoning. I just need to get it out. Mm. I got it out, and I felt fine. And that was like the one time, it stands out because it was the one time where it was all fine. It just <laughs> came off and you were good. <laughs> Turned out fine. Yeah. But there are some other times that I, like I definitely have bruised my forehead from slamming my head oh. into the toilet seat. Um, and I'll never forget the colonoscopy that I had mm. and just, you know, you're sitting on the toilet shitting because that's what you're meant to do. But drinking that goop. 
Ugh. It fills you up. You have to drink so much of it, and it I just sits in your stomach, that. and it's to the point where you can't drink anymore. So yeah, I definitely remember I'm sitting on the toilet shitting, and then I just had to lean over and puke <laughs> into the bathtub. <laughs> and yeah. I honestly, the nice thing about there was nothing nice about that, but you don't feel sick when you're going through that. It's happening, mm. but you you know you're not like sweaty and feeling really right. sick. So I was at least able to laugh about it even though it was a horrible thing yeah, to as experience. opposed to like a, like a rotavirus or something where you're yeah. just like so sick and you can't move and you're just like every that few was, minutes you're just like whole body is convulsing. That was the one the I had. I've ever had it. Yeah. After New Zealand, yeah. the absolute 24 hours, literally almost every hour mm-hmm. on the hour. Oh, that yeah. was when I bruised my forehead and actually thought that I might die. Yeah. Like that's the time that I truly, truly felt like I was turning inside out. Um no, that was the worst. It's, and that was that was the thing that really set the anxiety level for the to, throw up like, and the being sick. Yeah, like yeah. hit it at an eleven. That's what that I, actually truly traumatized me. I uh the one time I had that, Jim had it before me and I had to take him to the hospital. It was that same year. It. it was yeah. the same thing. And they gave him some antiemetics and I ended up taking them because by the time he had them, like he didn't really need them. And then I was taking them. So I wasn't actually throwing up. I would just feel like really, really, really sick. Mm. But I got away from all the throw up, yeah. which was kind of nice. But I've thrown up. Like, so I throw up. You're pretty, Like, yeah. I just throw up. Like, I'm it really easy to throw up. And like a little bit of like you throw up or whatever. It's not like you gag or whatever. It's not, not a big deal. But <laughs> like from alcohol, I've definitely thrown up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I honestly this year haven't gotten... There was one Zoom call with some friends where I drank an entire bottle of wine and the next day I was like, that was a mistake. I might have drank more than a bottle and just like pounded it and mm. was not feeling great the next day. But I just can't do the wine. Not going out with people definitely makes a difference. Like I don't, yeah, I'm not getting as wasted as I might in a normal year. Well, that's good. It's probably, probably it's for probably, the best. Yeah. It's probably for the best for my health. It's probably good. You know? You're, you're <laughs> of an age where you probably don't need to get wasted all the time. All right. I don't have anything else. No more burning questions. Do you have anything else about Bridesmaids? I don't think so. I just, uh, okay. yeah, I just love the movie. I know you love the movie. I love it too. So I was really glad that we got to talk about it. So we'll probably do some more episodes like this. I feel like it's... Oh, like a stepbrothers. We got to do a stepbrothers. Yeah, yeah. Like movies that we just really, really, really love. What loved else did and... we talk about? Legends of the Fall. <laughs> yes, yes. Legends of the Fall. Fucking sure. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you everybody for listening. Happy 2021 and we'll see you next time. The Movie Virgins. Hey people, welcome to the end of episode 50. We had such a good time that we had to we had to blow off a little bit of steam before we started recording this with just like talking through our favorite lines. We still did plenty of it in this episode. I apologize if that bores you. We really enjoy it. We think it's hilarious. So I'm going to leave you at the end of this episode with just all the shit that we were saying to each other beforehand. Um, anyway, it's it's a great moment of celebration for us that we made it this far. We couldn't have done it without you our dear listeners, all five of you, or 10 of you, I don't know, there aren't very many of you, but we love you, each and every one of you, and, you know, thank you, thank you so much, um, wherever you are, and happy inauguration day, it's inauguration day where I am, so not a terrible day, not a terrible week, um, so wherever, wherever you're listening, if you'd subscribe, we'd really appreciate it, if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you'd Leave us a star rating. I don't give a fuck what star. Just leave us one and write us a review if you are so inclined. We're on Twitter at Movie Virgins Pod. Um, we are not yet on Tinder. 
we're working on it. We're working on our Tinder profile right now. So enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. One last thing. The music in this episode was written and performed by our queen, Melissa Powers. with that should we start with a favorite quote before we do anything else the sink is wrecked <laughs> it's, it's coming, coming out, out of me like, like lava. lava i i just i have to get off this white carpet <laughs> i don't care what dress we pick you okay like sunshine you're She's, doing it you're, you're shitting, shitting in, in the street. street i shit i shit i crap i i crap i crap in, in the street. a wedding I dress crap in the dress <laughs> one of the things i had written down was, i'm ready to party with the best of them, them. And, and we'll go, go down, down to the, the river, river. <laughs> like, all right episode over <laughs> say say cake baby how chris o'dowd says cake baby cake baby i can't i don't know that i can't cake baby hold on cake, I have to, cake baby. you're ruining it for me i'm sorry <laughs> Cake baby. Cake baby. That was more like a fat bastard. <laughs> cake. Cake oh, baby. Oh, you're cake. Ba- I can't fucking do it. <laughs> oh, you're cake baby. I don't know. It's fucked. I just love how he says it. But I can't. Guess what I did today? There was a nice man. He asked me if I wanted a tattoo. And he opened up the door to his van to give me a free tattoo. It's a Mexican drinking worm. It's a Native American symbol. It's a Native American symbol for wasted. (laughs) Oh, that's prickly. What is it? If you don't want us to read your diary, then you should put a sign in your door that says, Don't come come into my room and read my diary. Go through my things and try on my clothes. At first, I didn't realize it was your diary. I, I just thought it was a very sad handwritten book <laughs> then because of all personal details <laughs> i think um yeah but technically i'm on a tourist visa so i'm only allowed, allowed to, to tour. tour fuck help me i'm poor help me i'm poor so what a kind of name is stove are uh, you an appliance nobody can make it anywhere in three seconds <laughs> you're setting me up for a loss already and we need to leave this open civil rights it's the the 90s 90s. no it's not there's a woman on the wing of the plane plane. she's dressed in traditional colonial garb (laughs) and churning butter i had a dream last night that we went down you were in it (laughs) fucking stupid all of it it's there's so much stuff I think anything, anything. Did you feel that? Oh, 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 daddy this. found a, a souvenir. Was that it? Oh, it's, you feel that steam heat? The, Coming up from my undercarriage. You mean to tell me that if I put this between my butt cheeks, 
cut a hole in my back pocket. I couldn't get to. I couldn't get to it. Well, I'll, I'll show you with my nano. <laughs> it's. Um, did you really think that this group of women was gonna eat that fucking cookie? I, who takes another woman to Paris? Lesbians. It's just, that whole rant starts with, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Yeah. Like in the middle of this beautiful shower, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And I got my asshole bleached too, and I love my new bleached asshole or my new asshole. <sighs> the things best friends do together. I would not ever get my asshole bleached. Does it hurt? I don't even know. It probably stings. Do you think? I'm sure that there's a Brazilian wax in there, and then I don't even know how you do it. Do you just like grab a thing of Clorox and pour it over? It's like a douche. It's like an asshole. <laughs> yes, douche. A works. bleach douche for your asshole. What, what are you doing? Can I just with- say, I honestly don't want anyone close enough to my asshole to tell if it's been bleached or not. Well, that's what I'm like. What are you doing that you need a bleached asshole? Somebody's in it. Somebody's in your Somebody's asshole. Somebody's in it. <laughs> Somebody's all up in there. 